I think we're in. Oh, Abel, is this Abel? Yeah, it's me. <laughs> oh, jeez, I thought you said like my middle name, so I thought. <laughs> you have a middle name? <laughs> yeah, like because I thought you said praise, like oh. as in Christian praise. So I thought I had called her that I joined, and I <laughs> forgot that I was doing this. So, oh man. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Roundtable Club podcast, episode five, five, I believe, four or five. Which one is it? Is it four or is it five? I think it's four. I don't think we've reached <laughs> five yet. Oh, okay, it's four. Well, or, welcome to episode four. I, I might, even I might be wrong. Right. <laughs> well, episode four, episode five, it's one of those two, we know. I, I think you're... Wait, yeah, I think you're right. It's episode four. Okay. I like how I always ask you this, like, before every, before we start every show. I know. Because <laughs> hey, it's, it's hard to keep track. <laughs> right. Like, what episode is this? Episode 50 or 100? You're like, dude, it's 50. I'm telling you. Like I said, I just rely on you for, like, those numbers so often. I don't know why. I was... <laughs> Back to what we're here for. So, like I said, this is the Roundtable Club podcast, and I'm joined by my co-host and creator of said podcast, Abel Rango. And today we are going to be discussing some movie news and also uh, give you guys some recommendations later on in the show. Make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe, whatever, uh, to our podcast and let us know how you feel about it. Send us some voice messages if uh, there's anything you guys would like us to talk about more thoroughly, things of that nature. Um, the An update on like the hunt for some extra recurring guests. Um, it's been going very well. I just actually started my one-on-one show with um, a, a guy named Nikolai Sokoro. So he uh, is super cool. Uh, check that out. Um, again, my... The other podcast is called One on One with Willie Kilgara or Praise Kilgara, one of those two. Um, and my last name is spelled K I Y O G E R A. I know that's going to be hard for some people, but um, that is how you spell my name. And if you just type in one X one, it should pop up. But yeah, um, that's where I've been doing the majority of um, uh, finding those recurring guests. Um, the person that I brought on today was really, really cool. Um, and yeah, and I'm hoping to like continue that and see where I stand with the majority of the guests that I bring in and how um, um, when get... still there. Abel? You still there? Yeah. I can't really I can't really hear you too well. Oh no. Oh, there it is. There it is. I was about to say, because <laughs> I was this happened to me when I was talking to that guy, dude. It just like every time I tried to join, it's like, oh, dude, I can't hear you. And then like after like the fifth time, it finally worked. But you can hear me now, right? I can hear you. Yeah, Crystal. So check that out and let me know. Um, and Abel will check it out. And maybe some of those people you guys hear on that um on that podcast are might be recurring guests in the near future. So we hope you enjoy that. And back to this news oh, uh, quick question what's, yeah. what's the name of the podcast again it's so uh, i'll send you a, a, a share to it but it's called one on one with willie it's either willie kilgara or praise kilgara like praise okay. the lord so <laughs> you, right. you 
a share to it after this so that you can like be able to just see it. Um, but hopefully, like you, you like the 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 guy that was on it. He was super cool. But you can we'll find that. Like we'll discuss that like a lot later. But I don't want to discuss it right now. Yeah. So back to what we're here for. You guys know the we discuss movies. We discuss anything in the news that we find interesting, and we uh, report it uh, as best we can from news uh, websites that are reliable, like Collider.com and Variety, Hollywood Reporter, those kinds of things. And um, we just try to relay them to you the best way we know how to, and to do it in a fun way. We just mm-hmm. love to talk about movies and film and um, end with recommendations, like I said. So our first topic of the day is... Oh, by reg- the way, uh, uh, welcome back to everyone who's joining us again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fan, of course. The fans, welcome back. Uh, the, our last um, um, episode had 32 views, um, and it seems like all the other episodes are starting to have that number. So I guess our consistent number is 32 around there. Um, so one of them had 35 as well. So mm-hmm. it's in the 30s, which is uh, amazing to know that yeah. there are that listen consistently. And we very much appreciate that you guys are so good about listening to us and um, respecting our our podcast and just just joining us every week we truly appreciate it i'm able if you wanted to say something uh yeah no for sure uh i really want to thank all of like 30 equivalent people that are you know listening to us it's, it's really great to know you guys are so supportive of us yeah and if you guys happen to be able to download this app um we just love to hear um your guys' voice there's a way like you can send us voice messages yeah, on this sure. yeah uh, so yeah. You guys can. We'd love to hear um, you guys talk about the show and um, and like what you guys like, what you guys don't like, and what you guys think we can do better. Of course, uh, this is not only our podcast; it is all of yours, mm-hmm. all uh, everybody. So you guys just let us know and um, just keep us uh, in the loop on what you guys want us to do next, and or if there's any other show, maybe down the line you guys want to just hear us talk about a specific thing. Um, we'd like to do that as well. So you guys just let us know, and we'll try to suit whatever interests the audience so uh now are you ready Abel? I'm, the I'm, movie? Pretty, I'm very ready <laughs> so the first news of today is in regards to a movie on netflix called the outlaw king um i forgot when it's going to be releasing let me see when it releases i believe it releases i don't think they have a release date for it yet oh it releases november 9th 2018 but it will be debuting at the Toronto International Film Festival um, later this month, or later next month. It's September 6th, I believe. So this movie is directed by David McKenzie, who directed Hell or High Water a couple years back uh, with Chris Pine, um, Jeff Bridges, and Ben... uh, What was his fucking name? How do I not know the other guy's name right now? I'm blanking on the other (laughs) co-star. Just keep IMDb Um, open on the side. Right, but like he he was good in it as well. I'll eventually find it. And um, like I said, it's going to be uh, distributed by Netflix. And is this um, is this their first um, foray? Uh, foray? What's the word? Foray? Foray into uh, theaters or like you know, you know, not just uh, exclusive to their um, their subscription service. They did try to get some some acclaim for like Mudbound and. The year before, Beast of No Nation was, I think, the first film they did oh, that yeah, with. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh-huh. Like, put it in the movie theaters because they wanted to see. They they think 
really good in that. Kerry Fukunaga was directing, and um, they got a lot of buzz to like some award shows for it, but like not at the Oscars. But next year, it seemed like maybe Mudbound was in theaters because they uh, they were nominated for a couple of awards at um, the Oscars. So yeah, uh, I believe they they do find a way to like be able to let the movies on their streaming service be recognized by the Academy Awards, but mm-hmm. them get like multiple nominations. Like you know what I mean? Like they'll probably be yeah. nominated for one or two things. Uh, so but... do you think they save their best movies for these? You know, theater. Uh theater what's the word like events film festivals uh-huh. exactly uh-huh. i i think so yeah but like i guess they also have to like put it in actual movie theaters you know what i mean mm-hmm. so so like i guess I, I i would say yes that's the way like they can gauge whether or not they want to invest time and money into said project like you said like putting it in a film festival is not going to cost a lot compared to like putting it in theaters for two weeks where if no one really liked the movie, then I don't think they'll be willing to risk that. But if they mm-hmm. did, of course, like, you know what I mean? Like, I know that next year they're going to have Martin Scorsese's movie come out, The Irishman. And and uh, that's going to be in theaters for like a month or so. Like, they're going to put it in theaters for a long time because they know it's Martin Scorsese and it's gangster movie. So, of course, no one's going to miss out on that, that loves film and everything like that. So. Yeah. So yeah, like like you said, I think they're gonna put in theaters for. They have done it before, but maybe this one's not gonna be in there for so long. But it's gonna be in there for the right amount for them to be nominated. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, I, I like that because it just kind of shows that like these are the films they're most yeah, confident no. in. You know, like I don't think they were pushing to put Bright in theaters or you know anything like that. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, Chris Pine stars in it. Um, Aylor, Aaron Taylor Johnson, I believe his name is. Yep over and chris pine from star trek wonder woman fame so i am looking forward to this it gave me that braveheart vibe yeah that's Um, what i was gonna say (laughs) i got a lot of braveheart uh, vibes from this (laughs) and i think this movie is about the person that betrayed the main character in braveheart from what from what the comment section was saying on youtube when i watched it uh but looks interesting so kind of like uh brutus you know like the guy who betrayed caesar kind of like like a movie about him almost kind of like another perspective uh, yeah and it looks beautiful like it's shot beautifully the it, it also gives me like that vikings vibe from the history channel oh yeah as you watch it, <laughs> um, it yeah. kind of look like that as well so i really like it and i'm interested so your thoughts abel uh yeah it looks like it has a really good production value uh like i said earlier the fact that they're you know like trying to promote it kind of is is a really good sign for you know netflix uh i was gonna ask you this is is Aaron Taylor Johnson a good actor? Do you consider him a really good actor? I do. I think he's a good actor, like especially because, like, yeah, um, he did like a couple like big roles, like Kick Ass and and um, Avengers, but uh, not a lot of people see him in like the smaller stuff that he's done. Like he was in this movie called Nocturnal Animals, mm-hmm. and apparently he was like a revelation in that. Like it, it showed like a new different side of him. Really? He was saying, kind of like yeah. He was playing like a creeper or a stalker or something like that, and then type of like an abusive boyfriend and uh, of sorts. Hmm. There was like something wrong with him mentally, and like they saw like that's when like he got. They were like, "Oh, this kid is more than just like a basic yeah. run on the mill playing the same actor." He, he, he's more than a he's more than um Sam Worthington. He's a more than a, like one of those actors. And uh, and so like he he's been like trying to branch out and this looks like he's going to be playing what 
um, Jamie Bell played for Channing Tatum in that one war movie they were in or that like Roman Empire movie. I forgot what it's called, but I don't know if you've seen it, but Channing Tatum did like this Roman Empire type movie where he played like a Roman knight in it. And Jamie Bell was in it, who played um, Ben Grimm in the recent Fantastic Four movie. And uh, it seemed like he's playing that like that sidekick role who's going to like kind of help Chris Pine's character gain the throne back mm-hmm. from what it seems like gather the army. Um, but it looks interesting, you know what I mean? But uh, you can continue. I'm sorry. I think I'm just going to go on. Oh, no, no, no. That was, that was pretty much it. I, I was also going to ask, like, do you think, like, have you noticed that, uh, I think this was reported recently, that uh, Netflix has, like, removed all and any user reviews from their website. What's it called? And, like, I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that really quick. They, reviewed, they, like, removed all, like, the user review rating? Yeah, basically. Like the five star, like you can't star anything anymore. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I, I guess like, cause this is like also like they don't show any of their ratings for any show. Like, like a movie, like a, a show like Insha- Ins- Insatiable, like mm-hmm. that just came out of Ryan, like or Stranger Things too. Like we don't know what kind of views they get on those uh-huh. on their material. Or so, like, or, or we- even that uh, Matt Groening series that came out. Uh, yeah we don't know if people love it or hate it like they just renew things and then like we assume that the first season was good enough to renew things unless it's like super big like like a stranger things where everyone is talking to you about it and stuff and mm-hmm. everyone doing it and but like something like like narcos i never know if that gets another season or not and it's a wonderful show but it's like for a niche audience you know what i mean like not mm-hmm. everyone's gonna like that so like i think i guess i'm okay with it um, but like, I guess they have their own way of gauging what the audience likes and what they don't like, because they also know how to remove things when nobody watches them. Because I remember them deleting or um, canceling the Sense Eight show with the the. Oh really? They phased it out. Yeah, and they but they made this final. They they gave the audience like one more movie to wrap up that show and that those characters, and it's from the same people that made the Matrix. So I forgot the the Wachowski. Oh, Wachowski, um, yeah. So like they 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 canceled that show but ended off with the movie. Like I guess and they've done that with a lot of other shows as well. Um but they just you rarely hear them cancel shows. So this uh, I guess it's kind of interesting that you said that cuz I I wasn't aware at all to be honest. What what's been like the last good Netflix original movie? Like what was Man, the last that's... what was the last really critically like not critically acclaimed but like really really good that's because i obviously i don't watch too many netflix movies yeah me either last one the last like big one that i remember watching was probably mudbound because that's the only one that i like watched and it was critically acclaimed and like all like you said and like a lot of people watched and they enjoyed it so uh, that would be the one for me that was the last good netflix movie i saw okay Um, was that recent yeah, it's recent. I think it came out last year, if I'm not correct, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. It came out last year, so yeah. Um, that's you, the only one I've seen that was most recent. Would you say that Netflix kind of has like a good or average or really bad like batting average in terms of like their original movies? And you ask good questions, Abel. Um, <laughs> I, I literally, I, I'm, this is kind of like a tangent, but like to anyone that, that doesn't know, like I know you guys don't understand, like we don't, you don't know how he, we look like, but like if you if you guys ever meet any of us in real life, you'll see very quickly that like Abel 
if you've ever watched How I Met Your Mother, really just will remind you of Ted. He's not like <laughs> that like, asshole, like always sometimes in that show, but he's just like all the good things about Ted that like everybody loves. Like, like he's very intellectual to a point where it can just be a little bit funny, but not too funny. And like he's super good hearted. Like that's literally able guys, just so you know. But <laughs> like, yeah, it sounds like I'm new, but just like a little bit younger. Um, and like still experiencing life, but I don't know. I just and then I'm also <laughs> rewatching it like today. Tonight I'm gonna start rewatching it because I just missed that show. Um, and I just finished like rewatching it a couple months ago. I think so. I'm just gonna rewatch it because I just love that show. I can't get it's tired a great of that show, show. man. Yeah, like, when I talk to you, and like since I talk to you so much, it's like man, the show's like always in my conscience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess, but, man. And back to what you said, I think for the most part, there's this like good because no one really like when they know something isn't that great, they won't like pr- like premiere it and show it off on television. I feel like it's so, like like when Daredevil came out, I was so surprised when I saw it on TV because like I had never seen like really a Netflix trailer before that. Mm-hmm. Um, like to me, that was I remember that was the first Netflix trailer I saw on primetime TV. It was marketed and everything and cable. And I was like, wow, this new Daredevil thing looks great. And I remember I held off watching it. But then when I saw the trailer, I was like super about it. And then with Stranger Things, they, they, uh, I think they showed that on television a couple times. So uh, usually I think they have hits uh, for the most part. Like, I mean, obviously they come out with their garbage and everything. but yeah, like their uh, Cloverfield paradoxes and whatnot. And like the, but the thing that I like about Netflix is that they're, they try so much that they – their their reward is so high when it works. You know what I mean? Like no, you're right. Yeah, not, for sure. Because like, it there's just, no, whenever like, there's a really good one, that word of mouth is just it skyrockets because you know so many people have Netflix. And and like you said, like it just goes like their risk, their amount of risk, like is so is like it's not as badly as like the reward. Like you know what I mean? Like it's so like it's so much filled with reward. So like that's why. Uh, to me, the majority of it has been hits uh, from the things that I've watched on Netflix, like me personally, because I don't watch everything on Netflix. So I, I can't really speak for their whole website because I know when I don't like something or um, mm-hmm. but for the most part, everything that I usually watch and like I invest my time in that they make. I'm hooked on it and I love it and I binge watch it and it's amazing. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah exactly. I can't. One day I want to work for those people because they give you all the control. They're like, all right, here's the money. All right, go ahead. Do your. <laughs> That is I love true. That I... They do give you a lot of control from what so, I've seen. Oh, no. And we're back. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Abel, uh, I wanted to say something. You, you know how, like, usually we have so much trouble even logging in? Yeah. Why is it it's working so well now? I know, right? Maybe there was an update. Right, or, like, maybe the... Because I'm, like, I'm in a house, like, I'm not using the internet in the house or anything, but I think my data is so strong, like in this area in Levine, is mm. like I don't know, maybe it's just stronger. And I, I don't know, you know, if we have like, if we have a T-Mobile store around here. I know, I think we do. I think that's why it's so strong. But what about you? What network do you have? I have Sprint, but I don't think it's it's based off if the if the store is closest to you. I think it's like something to do with the network towers or something. I don't know. Okay, but, that that, that's kind of crazy. Your your data is faster than your Wi-Fi, or better. Right. And it's like when I connect to Wi-Fi, it's like it like cuts off a little bit and goes yeah. slow, uh-huh. which I don't like. But the when I don't have any Wi-Fi on, it's like wow, thank you, T-Mobile, for being so reliable compared to my Wi-Fi. 
I know. Yeah. Back to what we were discussing. Yeah. So this is basically the part two. If you're listening to it, this is part two of our previous conversation. Um, we are going to continue with our next topic, which is I need to scroll up. Let's see what the next topic was. Uh, Danny Boyle exits Bond. Uh, I heard about this. I, I, I want to talk about this. But yeah. So the James Bond film franchise has come to a abrupt halt. Very, very abrupt. With um, the exiting of Danny Boyle from Bond 25. And everyone knows the situation with Daniel Craig um, refusing to come back early on in the year and um, his little diva that he, that little diva tantrum. <laughs> um, being part of, oh, I want to scrape my nails off and cut my, kill myself. I'm like, dude, like, dude, don't be James Bond then. Like, your stuff is getting so stale, like, as James Bond now. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. He's good one movie, he wants to be terrible the next movie. He's good one movie, then he wants to be terrible the next <laughs> one. So. And the yeah. last movie but I couldn't even watch it, so I, I'm assuming he's going to do great in this last one. Maybe he, he, maybe he was going to be great. There was no telling. I think a big, yeah. re- I think a big reason why he came back was probably Danny Boyle. Right, and Danny Boyle's like, I think it's one of his like closest friends or whatever. Like they're friends really? and such. Huh. Yeah, like that's what he said. Like he said that he wanted a director he was comfortable with, and he's also being a producer on this uh, new next James Bond film. So wow, Craig, um, a producer. Right, who would have thought? Right. <laughs> would have thought? And um, <laughs> uh, other producers that own the rights to James Bond, the the I think there's like a specific family that has the rights. Yeah, to them. It, it's a family. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, aren't they called the Broccoli Family or one of them? Yeah, that's, that, that's right, the Broccoli Family. You're right. That's so weird. What I name know. I know. <laughs> I remember I had to like double check to make sure that I was correct. <laughs> I had to double check. <laughs> <laughs> like, like now they have a song that's at, like a a gangst, like a rap song about um about broccoli or like I mean it's a, it's a, <laughs> yeah now they have their own theme song for like their life but it's like it talks about drugs and girls anyways mm-hmm. um so they um it seems like Danny Boyle left for left for um and I'm doing air quotes here when I say this creative differences creative differences yeah I I would have used air quotes too <laughs> so um they but. Keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that three months be- or before he was announced to be the director, they seemed like he they were with his creative vision. So I'm getting so. I think you go first. I have a long thing about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. No, you go first. I needed oh, like. I'm no, still I, like. I was just gonna say like this creative differences nonsense or whatever. Like this. The thing about it that gets me mad is like this is why I have no faith in that Tarantino Star Trek movie because like just like these there's these great directors and then like the studios always get involved and they're always like oh no well you gotta do this you gotta abide by this no I mean, you should you know like they don't let them, let them have any freedom and when it yeah. comes to directors like these that are so prestigious and so like grand this is why right. I can never believe it because like they'll never they won't put up with it right right. And I, I want to, I feel like he left because of that creative control, like you said, and um, it's been happening with so much studios with the, especially with um, Lucasfilm and their directors oh, and what yeah. happened. <laughs> and also with, um, there's, a, I, I mean, I feel like the majority of it has been Lucasfilm as of late, but that's because they're always recent that that happens. But um, it seems like the studio should know. It's like, they just go to Danny Boyle and say, 
you're going to direct a James Bond movie. And he was like, sure. And they announced it. From what it seems like, that's what happened. Because it seems like the studio doesn't sit down with the person, tell them exactly what they want. And then the other person, the director that they want, doesn't tell them what their creative vision is until after they've announced it. And then they cancel that. I'm like, do you guys not know how to be a studio at all? Like, do you not know? And it seems like that, that like, those producers in that movie, like, they lost the mm-hmm. true what Danny Boyle could have done with that movie. I know. He, he nominated a director and Daniel Craig with all the stuff that he's done with, like, how much he hates that role and how he's getting so tired of it. I don't even know why they brought him back. They could have brought back. They could have started and, new. Like, I don't know why they're still trying to get the most out of Craig if they if right. Craig obviously doesn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> Like, just like, start the next Bond already. Like, we're ready. Yeah. Would have been the perfect way to start because the tw- they're celebrating, like, 25 years or something of James Bond's, like... Uh-huh. So I'm like, you could have... And maybe James Bond, um, Danny, Danny Boy wanted to cast somebody else. That could have been a reason why, but maybe, maybe they just didn't want that. And now, if you look at it, Daniel Craig has cleared his schedule for the next, like, six months thinking that this movie... They want this movie to come up by next year. Apparently, like it's supposed to be coming out in summer of next year. I I don't think so, man. I think this is this is gonna be postponed to hell, dude. Like it, it's can it's it's almost officially canceled at this point with so many freaking problems. And then, like on top of that, like after the six months are done, they're still gonna have paid Daniel Craig, and then after that, they'll probably have to renegotiate with him again. And then after that, they'll be like, you know what, f this guy, we don't need him there. I know, obviously, man. I mean, it's the, it's because of their poor planning skills that that happened. But Daniel Craig is not going to want to like wait around for the next six months or what whole year for them to find a director unless they pay him even more money. So, which they seem to really want to do because he's their face at the moment. Mm-hmm. But everything there's so many different candidates for James Bond at the moment, like um, Tom Hiddleston, Henry Cavill. Oh, dude, there's so many different people that want to do that role. And that could probably do it better than him than he's doing it. I mean, he was James Bond that I grew up with as well. My dad, my dad used to take us to go see those movies. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, I never found them interesting, but they were still pretty cool and everything. Like you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, he's not a bad Bond, but like, yeah, it's it's it is time for a change. You know, like we're he, he's part and, of that like early two thousand, well not like mid two thousands kind of gritty, uh, you know James Bond vibe and you know tone. Right. Like I think we're all ready for like a shift you know like and like like times have changed you know yeah and he's not a bad actor either it's just the things that he says about the role makes me not want to invest like when an actor terrorizes like or like um he talks bad about the movie he's in it doesn't oh. make me and yeah. watch the movie when the person didn't want to do it to begin with because you can tell when they phone it in like you said so i don't know maybe they'll get it situated or they'll pay Jam- uh, daniel craig more money um, and maybe he might actually try, considering this is his last one, and he doesn't want to go out like a loser. So, um, see, good I, luck. I, with- see, I think he does. I think ever. I think if they don't get another director of similar caliber to Boyle, I don't think he's gonna try at all. Like, he might just be like, "I'm doing this for the money. That's it." Like, because he's so far removed from it, the franchise now. Yeah, he's getting so far removed. <laughs> That's so true, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. But yeah, and I wouldn't call him like an A-lister. Even even him being in the James Bond movies, I didn't, haven't really seen him do a I, lot. Yeah, I haven't seen him do a lot either. This is kind of his bread and butter. I don't know why he's so, you know, like... so. After this, I, he's going to be in. So. 
You know, it's sad too. Danny Boyle was the only thing that had me interested at all in this movie. Yeah, same, like, dude. Oh, I know, man. And imagine if they get some, some like you know, studio lapdog, like you know, Alien. <laughs> what's what's the name? Alan Taylor, the guy who did the Genesis movie, or uh, um, or yeah. or uh, what about what's his name? Brett Ratner. Oh man, if oh. they get, if they get Brett Ratner, I'm done. Like I'm not watching that movie at all. <laughs> I don't care how it looks, but. Man, it just sucks that that they lost a director like that, especially because like now they're gonna have to strive for a director. And like people are saying, "Oh, Chris Nolan should direct." I'm like, "No, Nolan, stay away, please." And yeah. like I remember a video that said the only reason why Christopher Nolan would do it is because he will he will be asking for a lot of creative control on the 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 bond that he wants to make, and he's he'll and on their part on to his like respect, he deserves that creative control, obviously. But the producers are still are still gonna want to have their hands on it, and I don't think they'll let him be Christopher Nolan, even if he did sign on to direct it, because of them. And um, it just seems like this this movie is like gonna be at a halt for a long time, for the most part, because they didn't announce any other directors or anybody else that they're looking at. But uh, do you have any closing thoughts on this, uh, Abel? Uh, really quick, who's the studio that like distributes the Bond movies? They just switched um, right holders, so I believe Annapurna Studios now owns the right like to distribute James Bond movies. Okay, it yeah. used to be MGM, I think, but now that now that, like their years of having that property or that IP is done, so they they had to like Amazon was bidding for it, and um, other studios like Annapurna and mm-hmm. Paramount, other studios are bidding for it, but I think um, Annapurna won, so they own it now. Huh? Are they are they like? What, what would you say, like, would you say they're known? Like, would you say, like, uh, I would they're, know uh, them? Did, uh, you know, Detroit, the movie with John Boyega? Okay, yeah. Like they they distributed that. They don't do a lot of movies, um, but they distribute, like, really indie, sometimes mostly horror-based movies. They're like a, a Blumhouse Studios, but they're okay. not, like, as critically acclaimed as Blumhouse Studios, even though they've been around longer than Blumhouse. So, um, But, yeah, they, they're, they're, like, well-known to the, for the most part. Um, but not super well known. Um, hmm. Yeah. Uh, so our next topic. Oh, do you have any closing statements? I forgot to say. No, I was just gonna say that. Uh, like, do you think you would have had more faith, or do you think it would have been better if it was the last studio? Do you think they wouldn't have interfered? Like, uh, what was this one called? I don't think they interfered the way like like these because I think it's just that family that's interfering because oh, they really? really. Yeah, I think it's them. Like. I because I, I feel like they have a say in how the story goes and everything like that. Or if it's a studio, then I don't know what they were thinking about passing on Danny Boyle because um, they worked with Catherine Bigelow. I mean, granted, it was her movie and her vision, mm-hmm. but um, kind of stuck their hand in that and messed that up a little bit or did what they want and said that they don't want it to be this way because because of this, that, or whatever. But Annapurna, from the movies I've seen of them, they're really hands off. So. I'm not sure, actually, but I don't know. Maybe they'll get stuff sorted out. But that thing, do you think it reaches development hell? Like, where in years we're just not going to talk about it anymore until, like, they announce a new James Bond? I say yes. I say they're going to, they're gonna like, do away with this, and they're going to come out in, like, maybe a couple, like, I don't know how long, but, like, in a couple years, they'll, yeah. they'll like, announce a new Bond, new director. And, right, that's honestly the best the best route to go like, yeah hopefully they don't do that hopefully they don't try and force it out and make it some like abomination you know 
I liked the last one because I didn't. I did not like the last one at all, man. <laughs> you don't like Spectre? That Mexico City scene was pretty cool. Man, I just don't know what happened. And like people that are Bond villains, like I never noticed that this, but apparently Mads Nicholson was like an early Bond villain. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, but I've only known him from like because he recently. I feel like him and Ben Mendelsohn are like the two actors that have like gotten into the spotlight that I didn't, I didn't know them previously, but apparently they were really famous where they were, where they usually like got their notoriety was in like other nations and everything for their acting. Mm -hmm. So like, and Ben Mendelsohn is like one of those late bloomers. Mm -hmm. If you don't know about the guy that this guy played like the evil guy in ready player one. And he played, yeah, he was also, yeah, the guy from rogue one. Yeah. Uh, So like, yeah, I, I like him. Yeah. And yeah. I also really like Mads Mikkelsen, too. So, yeah, right. those guys are great. And they both, like, I feel like they're late bloomers in the Hollywood industry of it. And same with Mark Rylance, who played um, the BFG, and he played uh, the, oh, yeah. the guy in Ready Player One. He played the creator of The Oasis, basically. Yeah, Halliday, yeah. Yeah, and they're, like, all brand new, but they it seems like they look old, like the Morgan Freeman-type journey, where, like, they may have been famous elsewhere, but when they finally got to America or when I knew about them, they started to get roles like so, so much and so fast, but apparently he was a Bond villain. I didn't know that, but that's beside the point. Mm-hmm. So James Bond is James Bond. Uh, next topic. I don't really care about that topic, but it was the most important. <laughs> so, uh, mm-hmm. The next one is the slice trailer. So okay, this movie is going to be distributed by A24, my favorite studio at the moment. Tell, that's what I was going to say. Like, um, tell me some of their stuff because I'm not I, I'm I'm familiar with the name, but not so much their uh, their property. So, like, usually, they, these guys are like so good. Like, anytime you people see A24 around like the the year of like the like around the Oscar bait movies, like. Literally, this studio has been at the Oscars for, like, the past five years of their inception. And I think they've only been around for, like, probably seven years of, of sorts. So, like, mm-hmm. I think the first two years, they didn't. They were, like, trying to branch out and, like, have a lot of movies made. And they, um, the first movie that I think was made for them was made by Francis Ford Coppola's daughter, daughter and um, Sofia Coppola. And it was, like, a movie about uh, – it was, like, a movie slash mockumentary. I don't really know what it was about, but it had a weird title. Then after that, they had a movie called Spring Breakers with James Franco in oh, it. And, all these- mm-hmm. and uh, that was a part of um, their like earlier films. But then they started to get notoriety with things with like The Lobster um, really got oh, them. Yeah, so- that's right. And uh, then Moonlight came out. And then after that, The Florida Project and The Disaster Artist. Like literally like The Disaster Artist and um, Lady Bird were nominated um in in the Oscars a couple of uh, these past years. And they've been like in the best picture running like almost every year for the past three years. So um, mm-hmm. with Late Bird, Moonlight, and they've already won the best picture Oscar. So um, their studio is just magnificent um, with with the, the amount of content they're able to make and how- Originality, and, yeah. And yeah. A lot of- uh, that they have is always like, is always different, like you just said, so. Um, I love that studio. They're my favorite studio um, right now, more than any other studio. And um, this movie uh, is directed by Austin Veeley, and it stars a lot of big names like Zazie Beetz and. Oh uh, yeah, Zazie Beetz and um, uh, what's his name? Steve from uh, Stranger Things. Joe Keery from Stranger Things, and a Chance the Rappers in this movie. I guess mm-hmm. I saw that. <laughs> 
That's really odd. Um, but he's in the movie. And uh, I think those are the big names that they're banking on because those were the only three I kind of remember off the top of my head. Oh, and uh, this – oh, now I'm trying to find the – oh, you were right about the, the outlaw king thing. His name was Bruce or Robert the Bruce. <laughs> I didn't – I've kind of that movie was a while back. Anyway, so, like, yeah, this trailer kind of gave me the Stranger Things vibe, but more, like, slasher comedy type thing. I, um, yeah, uh-huh. I was kind of mixed on it a little bit. Yeah, same, kind of same. I think that the thing is, like, I was kind of mixed on it too, but upon, like, reflection, I think it's going to be, like, do you think it's going to go, like, a satirical route almost? Kind of like a... I feel like it is. Like, you That's know, why I kind of... Like, like, like the first Scream, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think it goes that route, yeah. Because I, uh, to me, it looks like something I'm still going to see. Like, I'll see this day one and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like the trailer felt a little bit weird because, like, I don't know. It just yeah, it wasn't edited that great. Yeah, I know. I I knew what I was watching was really good. Like I enjoyed everything I was watching. It's just like the jump cutting and all the weird shit that I was seeing in the in the trailer didn't seem like it should have been in that first trailer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I I'm gonna go see it and check it out when it does come out. And I and I don't think they have a release date for this at all. So yeah, they they have no release date for this at the moment. But yeah. Man, Zazzy Beats is really, really getting no like notoriety so like recently, yeah. huh? Like after Atlanta and now like with Deadpool and then this, like she's going places, man. I like her. Yeah. And the fun, the cool thing about it, oh, and Hannibal Burst is in this movie, and Paul Shear. Those are the last two oh. big names that I. Nice. So nice. That's really cool. And Hannibal Burst has been like up there too. Like, yeah, yeah, he's been getting he's been getting his spotlight too. Every, you know, a little bit at a time. And um, uh, one thing that I wanted to bring up was um. I uh, Hannibal Burris on the Eric Andre show. If you've never seen that show, it is so in like weird and entertaining in the best possible way. I don't know how to explain. You just go check that out. I, yeah. I should have said that. I, I've seen clips. Yeah, it's pretty good. So weird, Abel. Like I know that that show is weird, dude. I've never seen a weirder show in my life. Like my friend showed it to me. I, that show is just weird as hell. If you haven't have, seen it, please check it out. Have it's you ever seen uh, Atlanta? It's another like really weird yeah. show. That's a good show. Yeah, that's a, that's a good show, isn't it? Yeah, and um, but yeah, she's in it, and they have all these big stars in it. I trust the movie because the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming it's gonna be good. Not all their movies have been like perfect and a list, but the majority of it has been like hits for the most part in terms of the story and mm-hmm. um what they bring out. So I trust Neff. Uh, I trust. I was about to say Neff. <laughs> <laughs> nah. And um, those two are like my favorite. My favorite places to like go. Like if I have content, I go to those two studios first. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, yeah. I feel like like with this movie, like you, I feel like the director made this movie. Like he wanted to. Like I think there's the same way. Like make a good movie, and it's all up to you. So, mm-hmm. um, and they're letting first time directors direct good movies. Like Jonah Hill, he's directing a movie for their studio, and James really? Franco. Huh. Yeah, and um, well, I, well, I think I was, Franco kind of has experience, but like Jonah Hill, I'm trying to think. Yeah, that's interesting, right? And that is like the movie looks really good to like the movie. It's called Mid Nineties. Uh, if you want to see the trailer for that, you should, because I was gonna report on it this week, but maybe we might do it next week because that that trailer is really interesting, and I wanted to talk to you about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, like they get a lot of first time directors that really prove themselves, and they give them enough like like enough of a budget where none of it looks cheap or like a B-list, C-list studio, like this studio is really starting to gain like a lot of notoriety and trust from the audience because of, because like, it's like A24. When you see it, you're like, all right, I'm giving this trailer at least a chance and I'm going to be open to it. Um, so that's why I like them. And it's the same thing with like 
Netflix where like when you see Netflix, you at least want to check out what it is and see if you'll like it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So exactly. So, yeah, but we, the movie looks good. It does look um, good. Uh, what's it called? Uh, I was gonna say something about it. I can't remember. Oh yeah. You think if they do go like the satirical route, because I don't know, I'm I'm just guessing they might. Like, do you think it'll be one of those movies where it's like you either get it or you don't, or do you think? Yeah, I think uh, it's gonna be very divisive. Mm-hmm. But like, I for me, this this movie kind of has that Kevin Smith feel, like of his earlier movies, like Clerks and all those, because like it didn't look like it was trying to be too much of a movie. It kind of mm-hmm. just felt like it was just trying to be itself. Like that's true. Having, true. Yeah in it and they're going through different stuff but you don't know what they're doing at all because the trailer was just edited really weird like you said but it really gave me a kevin smith vibe like the silent bob and jay whatever all that stuff so mm-hmm. i seem like he directed this movie if anything <laughs> like i would be a movie kevin smith directed from the well, way that it looked yeah like i wouldn't be surprised if it was like maybe a protege of uh kevin smith or right. something yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah well yeah well, i you're interested? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll watch it. I'll give it a watch, especially uh, after you sold me on A24. Like, I think, I think I'll definitely give it a watch. Um, who do you, like just based on the trailer? Who do you think is gonna give like the best performance? So, I just think, believe it or not, I think it's gonna be either Joe Carey or Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper is I, like. And like you, when you see it, I mean, obviously there have been some musicians that like adapt to film, and they're like sometimes the transition is weird. Um, like yeah. Chris Brown was in yeah. a couple movies. Uh huh. Ice Cube, remember some of his early stuff? Like, are we there yet? This is kind of weird. <laughs> and like, and he was in like he used to. I think the first movie Ice Cube was in was Boys in the Hood, and that like got him like notoriety in the movie business. That's but, true. Oh, yeah. That was specifically made for him from what the director said. Like, he wasn't going to cast anyone else besides Ice Cube, and he didn't know how to act at that time. Um, but, like, if you look at his son and everything, his son is transitioned from music to movies, and he's doing un- phenomenal. He's in, like, every... He's been in, like... All, the majority of his movies have been, like, solid movies, and he, he used to be a rapper. Um, hmm. Kendrick Lamar just started acting, and I think he's in, like, a TV show on Stars. and. Yeah, he's he just started acting. He's on this show called Power, so he's and that's like a five season um show. So it's and it's still going right now. It's ongoing, but yeah, uh, Chance the Rapper I think is gonna steal the movie. The movie because like yeah, yeah. So what you were saying? this is I was I was just gonna make a dumb joke. I was gonna say this is his chance to prove himself. The <laughs> chance to prove. <laughs> 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 It's a bad joke. Uh, there, were, there were jokes like that in like uh, in in the YouTube section or the. <laughs> I saw one called Chance the Actor now. Yeah, I think he's so good in it. I don't know why, especially like from the few the few lines that he said at the end of the trailer. Like that's something that I like. He's not playing a character. I think like he's playing himself for the most part. So yeah. I'm really interested in that. But all right, next. Big. Really quick, really quick, really quick. Who is the rapper in uh, Suicide Squad? That one had a, a rapper actor. Um, Harley Quinn. Like, I, he, he, he was the guy with like a bunch of tattoos. Diablo, I think it was probably the Diablo guy because he was the one that died. I no, guess. no, no, no. This was, this was like, I think it was in a scene where uh, Harley Quinn is kind of like seducing him and then the Joker gets like really pissed. 
it's it's a rapper. Oh, common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, common. That's who it was. Yeah, they're trying to get in the game, aren't they? All those rappers. Like, he's been in a lot of good movies too, and he's been like a leading man for a while. Uh, like he did. Um, he was in Selma. He's been in like he's worked with a lot of directors too, like you said. But yeah. Yeah. Hopefully this movie's good. Hopefully. Uh, the next one we can. The next our next topic is. Crazy Rich Asians gets a sequel. Did you um, see Crazy Rich Asians? I oh oh, my mom is freaking out. Oh, okay. Uh, hopefully nobody heard that. Did you hear that, Abel? I did hear that. Sadly, <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But, yeah, don't worry about that. That's just my mom. She's uh talking to somebody. Um. So, like I was saying, Crazy Rich Asian gets a sequel. So, uh, and you asked me if I saw it. I have not seen it yet. I was going to see it tonight, but I think I'm going to be swamped in because of all this homework I have to do. But uh, I'm going to see it either next week. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to see it next week. Because um, it's getting buzz, right? Right. It's getting really good buzz. Like, it's directed by John M. Chu, who surprisingly has made terrible movies beyond, besides this one. Um, he did G.I. Joe Retaliation, although I like G.I. Joe. He did the first Step Up or one of the Step Up movies. Um, so. <laughs> Remember the Step Up movies? Yeah, like to the extent that's mostly all I've seen him do. So this is like his first good movie, kind of. But I, I get, but though I heard it's like paint by numbers a little bit. Um, but Bad Away, and it's an all Asian cast, uh, which is really really cool to see that they're getting a lot of like critical acclaim for it. And- we went to go see it. It was number one at the box office this past weekend. So, your thoughts on Crazy Rich Asians getting a sequel? Huh? I haven't seen Crazy Rich Asians, but I do intend to watch it very soon. Because, yeah, it, it like the book selling out, like, you know, all the, I think, haven't, haven't they started, like, haven't they, re- like, hired or not hired? Um, they, they got one of the guys from Crazy Rich Asians to be in the Homecoming sequel, right? Like, yeah yeah that was like in the news so like so i don't know I, I, it's interesting like there's a lot of stuff happening around it yeah um, and like what's crazy is uh this movie is based on a book that is has three other books or two other books left like they have the it's a whole trilogy basically written by kevin kwan and um the other two books like they're gonna adapt china rich girl and i don't know what the third one is called but it has weird titles mm-hmm. um and apparently the author got arrested this past weekend because apparently he's he's been here like illegally. And now that he's like in a spotlight for this for this movie and for this book, they're like looking for him, and he might have to serve like a stint in prison for it in a couple of months, or which is crazy to me. Cause, I guarantee like, you, people are gonna stand up for that. Like that's not gonna go <laughs> under the radar. <laughs> right, but like it's really crazy that that happened to him. Um, and but yeah, that this movie, um, it stars Constance Wu and. Um, Ken Jong is in it. Aquafina's in it. Um, Michelle Yeoh is in it. They have a lot of powerhouses. I'm surprised Steven Yoon wasn't in this movie. Like, I would have loved to see him in this movie. Um, just like playing anybody. Like, I just love Steven Yoon. Is like, like to me, he's like the first. Like, if he was in a movie with Aaron Paul, I would. Because those two are like, these are like two actors that I hate seeing get hurt in movies and like in TV too. And like every time. Aaron Paul and Steven Yeun are in something, they get hurt, and it just hurts my like my soul to see them get hurt because they're like smaller gentlemen. And then like they're all both so like genuine heart and they're really nice in their roles. Yeah. So like seeing their hurt just like pisses me off sometimes. Uh-huh. Like, why do you have to like these guys? And like yeah. I only have 
those two actors, you know what I mean? But yeah, I'm surprised he wasn't in it, but they have a lot of powerhouses in the movie. And people are like yelling for this, for the guy that, that plays the boyfriend, Henry Golding, to be the next James Bond. But like everyone's getting a little bit ahead of themselves, not because he's not a good actor or everything. He's probably a great actor, but he didn't do much in the movie. From what I heard, like mm. a lot. So or yeah. not enough range to show in a movie like that because it's mostly about the, the female lead. Mm-hmm. So maybe, uh, maybe they're just saying that because uh, of all the Bond news that's happened recently. <laughs> Like, well, maybe they're, they're just looking for anyone. Like, they're like, I like that guy. He should be in it. <laughs> just looking for anybody. There's like a James Bond sign that says, like, a casting call for James Bond. <laughs> I bet you, man. I bet you. Right. He's right in front of the Broccoli's household. Like, <laughs> open interviews. Right. <laughs> I swear. Yeah. Yeah, this movie, I'm glad that it's getting a sequel. Hopefully all goes well with it. Um, it would be dumb not to give them a sequel if that was the case. Um, I didn't know that it had many other books, and I didn't know it was based off a book. I thought it was like a concept that someone just came up with. But um, yeah, I'm glad that we're finally getting that Hollywood is finally seeing that audiences are enjoying people that are pe- different races and different yeah. concepts, different cultures. Like, yeah, this like is it. the same the Black Panther. Uh-huh. So... Like, yeah. Cool. Yeah, for sure. So, any closing thoughts or any closing statements, Abel? Uh, not in this case. No, I, I don't think I know enough to uh, to say anything. But yeah, I agree with you uh, full heartedly. Like, I, I love this. Yeah. Like, you know, just like to see a movie like that get made and be super popular. That's like really cool to see. All right. So, our next second to last topic is. Um, Hans Zimmer to score Wonder Woman 84. Um, the, mm-hmm. the same people in it. Um, Gal Gadot's going to reprise her role. And same with Chris Prime for some reason. For some reason, reason yeah. And, <laughs> that was really jarring to hear. Right. And direct, it is directed by Patty Jenkins once again. Um, so, And believe it or not, apparently she was supposed to do the second Thor, but she got out of it. True? Yeah, I think that is true. Uh, I think it was creative differences again. Uh, Air quotes. He said again. <laughs> but then again, I feel like I feel like people that don't like to go to Marvel, then they like probably just didn't want to like have to focus so heavy on building the world building that they usually ask for. Maybe mm-hmm. so. Uh, but that's not a bad thing. She she like really you can tell she had all the creative control on Wonder Woman, and mm-hmm. obviously the, the numbers of the box office spoke for themselves as to why that was a good decision and. Um, her as a director, I would love to produce something for her or, like, just even write something with her or, like, even talk to her. She's yeah. such a pretty lady. I mean, she's, like, yeah, a beautiful woman. But... No, she's great. Um, she's great. And she has, like, great, you know, writing capabilities. She has, like, a really great understanding of, like, women characters and, like, you know, not just women characters, but just all characters. She's just yeah. really good at that stuff. And she's really good at, like, emotion and, like, putting people in, like, situations. Mm-hmm, that you exactly. Never... Uh-huh. Like, I think she did a movie with Charlize Theron that got her her first Oscar, apparently. Um, the Monster, I think it's called Monster. I'm oh, not yeah, sure. I heard about that. Yeah, I'm planning to yeah, that out soon. And um, that gave her a lot of notoriety, but uh, it's good to see that. Uh, but yeah, your thoughts on, and Hans Zimmer, if anyone doesn't know, he's like, he's like one of the best scorers uh-huh. of all time, um, up to the level of like a John Williams, and if not like kind of same prestige, basically, but mm-hmm. he just done a lot of like 
like iconic movie, so to speak. No, some, like we, we did the Dark Knight trilogy. I'd say that's pretty iconic. No, but um, but like. I don't know. He's not as appreciated as like someone like a John Williams. Like John Williams, to me, is still the most appreciated composer of our generation and like the past yeah. generation. Like he's such filmmaker. a household name. Yeah, you're right. Um, but Hans Zimmer is just as good, if not better. So um, he did, like uh, Abel said, he did the Dark Knight trilogy. He's done a lot of other stuff as well. Um, he works a lot with Superman. Chris. He yeah. wrote the Wonder Woman theme too, right? The you know the one that goes, you know that one. And um, and he did Man of Steel. The Man of Steel score is beautiful. That's true say, too. The movie, the score is beautiful. No, no one can argue. Absolutely, yeah. No, it's like I think everyone agrees on that. Like wholeheartedly. So, are you, your thoughts on him um composing Wonder Woman eighty four this season? I find it hilarious because I believe around Batman vs Superman, he said, I'm done composing superhero right. movies. And now he's come back. He's come back for Wonder Woman. Something must have uh, appealed to him. Oh. I think he saw how, like, how much, like, it impacted, like, mm-hmm. our culture movie coming out. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think if it didn't make such an impact, the same person that did the last movie would have probably scored this movie. But mm-hmm. that sucks for that because now he can't really show off any other um any other uh like he can't go come back to this movie and do the whole score but then again yeah. like zimmer's offering you take on zimmer over anybody so. absolutely yeah I, yeah i do feel bad for him but yeah i yeah, i think you're totally right i think like han zimmer totally saw like people loved it and you know like the last wonder woman movie and he's like you know what I, i'm confident in myself to come back and you know uh expand on what i did you know when i wrote her for something uh huh, because he he wrote the one Roman like original thing, the one for Batman versus Superman. So like, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, he's he's coming back to finish the job. He's gonna be like, he's gonna yeah. have a great score for this one. All right, All right. It's nice to see him back. Uh, he's like a, he's done most of his work with Warner Brothers, I would say, but he's not mm-hmm. only worked with them. I feel like, but the majority of his movies have come from Warner Brothers, or his scores have always been Warner Brothers movies. Um, it was really cool. I was, I was like, going to say really quick, uh, wh- whatever happened to his protege, you know, Junkie XL? Oh, that guy just leaves too many movies. He was supposed to do Deadpool. He was supposed to do all, another movie. Like, that guy just leaves a lot of movies more than he's actually composed, I feel like. But when he does compose, he does it really well. So, like, I don't know why he always leaves movies or, or doesn't want to do scores for movies. But I guess that's, like, his thing. Like, but he's a really good uh, – he's still, like, working and such. Yeah, for the most what do you know the last thing he's done that i don't know because yeah, he probably for it um i feel like the last thing i heard about him was the deadpool situation where like mm-hmm. he was out because tim miller left and tim miller only joined because he recruited junkie to join that movie so that's why he was out but i don't know what he did like this year if he has done any big ones this year that i can name off the top of my head at least but let me say he's a good composer and all i guess um, I'm sorry, what were you going to say? I kind of cut you off. Uh, actually, I was just going to say, like, any conclusions or any anything else, like, you want to add anything? Last uh, statement. Yeah. Uh, do you think, do you think there's kind of a trend? Do you think he'll come back for, like, the Batman theme if that movie ever comes out? Or do you think he's, this is, like, his one and done again? If anything, he'll probably, they'll probably ask him to do Justice League. Because Justice League, they need a theme that people are going to remember. Yeah, like Alan they Silvestri. Need, they they need their Avengers theme. Yeah. Yeah. So if anything, they'll probably like 
ask him to do like they'll beg for him to do um the just the next justice league movie as like return to him coming back for this movie anyway mm-hmm. um it leads to that um because he'll be able to i think he will not any like i'm not knocking danny elfman at all because he's just as good but um he, and he i think he did the batman's um, music for, he did the batman ones but i kind of feel like a lot of danny elfman's recent stuff has been kind of lacking like he also did. Yeah. He also did Age of Ultron, which I think we talked about, like personally, yeah. uh, like yesterday. But yeah, like it, that one was kind of lacking too. Like I don't know. I just I feel like he doesn't have the same oomph that he did back then. <laughs> Man, Abel, is it is it like is that what happened to directors? Like they don't they have such a good start and then yeah. like it happens to all great artists. Really, it's just they hit their peak, you know, and it's like. Some of them kind of write it out and they kind of know like where to, you know, make their mark here and there after they hit their peak. But a lot of them kind of just drag it out, like a lot of comedians too. Right. Like Ben Stiller and uh, what's his name? Uh huh. Jim Carrey. Like they, they kind of don't know when to stop and they want to keep going, but it's just, it's that it, they don't have it anymore. Right. And that's not their fault either. It's just, no, like, it's times... not. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, yeah. Time... yeah. Time kind of just passes them by, you know, and they, they time adopts new things. Yeah, congratulations to the team at Warner Brothers for getting Hans Zimmer. And uh, as we move on to our next topic, our next topic is, or the last topic of the day is about Aladdin. The live action Aladdin will be, uh, I don't know who it's going to be scored by, but I know that uh, the news reported is that the La La Land directors, or not La La Land directors, the La La Land Writers, the songwriters, basically for the for that movie or musicians for All Land are going to be helping with create new music and re reintroduce like the the original music of the uh, of the animated Aladdin movie to this live action movie, which is going to be directed by Guy Ritchie. Uh, oh, and I think it comes Guy Ritchie, really. No, yeah, it's Guy Ritchie. It's really weird though that he did that. I think they must have seen King Arthur and said, "You're in." Because it had like a lot of magic shit in it. Oh, and it stars uh, Ni- um, I forgot who the main guy is, but Naomi Naomi Scott in it. She was in the Power Ranger. She played the Pink Power Ranger, and Will Smith is supposed to be voicing and doing mocap for the apparently, or trying to do for that. So I'm really excited about Aladdin. Yeah, uh, me too. Uh, that's like I think that is my favorite like Disney's Renaissance movie. So I kind of yeah. want to see what they do with this, but at the same time, I don't. Right. But then, but then, but then I hear this news that the La La Land uh, writers are, you know, writing the songs, and I'm like, maybe I am in, you know? And then Guy right. Ritchie, you know, like, I kind of want to see this. Right. And the thing I is, I have been, like, I kind of don't care whatsoever about any of these, you know, Disney live-action remakes. Same. But I don't know. This one, I don't know. Since this one kind of was, like, one of my faves. I kind of, I do want to check it out. Right. But, yeah. And that's the thing I feel like with um, Lion King for me is like what my top, when I see a trailer for that, I'm going to lose my mind because it's John Favreau and he did the Jungle Book and, yeah. oh, and, and new type, like he's saying, like the Renaissance era, they're doing, they're redoing a lot of their movies. They did Maleficent, right? Was that like the first one? They're like, no, I don't think Maleficent counts. I think it's, I think it's the ones that keep the original name. So, like, you know, your Cinderella and your Beauty and the Beast. Right. And I guess, I guess Jungle Book, too, you know. Like, so, 
And all those movies have been critically acclaimed for the most part. Those uh, mm-hmm. last and it's been gangbusters at the box office. Yeah. So of course, we're going to go and do Aladdin. Um, the, like, oh, and it stars, like I said, the, the star is Min- Mina Masood. So apparently, um, and I think they were really trying, they were trying really hard to find um, a person of uh, Arabic descent so that they don't have to do any whitewashing garbage, and which is really yeah. cool. Which is really cool. I'm glad that they're not, you know, so, like, they know not to do that. They know not to be stupid to do that. So, like, I'm really glad. Uh-huh. Adam was played by a white guy, and Dini was played by a white guy. And so was the person at the beginning played by a white guy. The I forgot who the, you know, the guy at the beginning that, like, yeah, the, I thought that was, um, what's his name? I thought that was Robin Williams just doing, like, a voice. So... I guess, but even the guy that voiced Aladdin, he was on full, he's the guy from Full House, Scott Weiner, um, or Weiner, whatever the hell, how you ever say his last, <laughs> however you say his last name. Um, and he's a good actor, uh, but it's nice to, that um, Will Smith is a choice, though. I'm really Oh, I'm super cautious about that. Right. Like, I don't know. Like, he's, I, been, yeah. Do you, feel, do you feel that Will Will Smith still has a lot of his charm? <laughs> like every time I go most videos ask like about his charisma and how like low it's got <laughs> it's, it's literally the first thing that comes to my mind when I see him because I feel like The Rock is basically the new Will Smith of our- <laughs> they should have got The Rock for that man and, and like he Will Smith to me is always going to be like he still has that charm in every movie he's in and everyone still like considers him a household name but um, yeah, I kind of, I trust him with this role. Like he'll make it his own, which is why I'm I'm interested in it. Um, but I also want to see how he's gonna look like. Like if he's gonna be looking like if they're doing mocap or if they're just gonna use his voice, but they're gonna make the genie look the same, but in live action. Well, so would gonna... you would you say that uh the genie looked like uh Robin Williams? No, that's the thing. Like I don't think he looked like him a lot. So yeah, maybe maybe they'll kind of just might they might stick that old design too. Like of yeah. how he looked in the in the original movie, so I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what they do there too. They haven't That's... released any like set photos, have they? No, surprisingly, like and same with like like uh, the Lion King. Like we haven't seen no like teaser photos or anything. But then again, these movies are coming out next year, so I guess I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we do see them. I'm gonna lose my mind because especially with the Lion King, I hope they don't do that thing where they like put the Lion King at the end of the year like in December or anything, because they know that will make the most money there. And then also have like Aladdin, like until the summertime, because I don't like waiting for those movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it when like, I, th- I don't forget when the Jungle Book came out. I think that came out around spring or summer, but. Yeah, um, I think it was spring. Yeah. yeah. So I really like, hopefully they put it, um one of those movies in the spring so that we can have like our daily fix. And um, when, then when did Beauty and the Beast came out? Was that also in the spring, in March? I think that was like after summer. I, I don't remember correctly, but I think it was like after summer, whatever the season is. Yeah, of course, Disney's going to use. I wonder when, how long do you think it's going to take for them to start doing that to the Pixar movies, making them live action? Live action? Yeah. Uh, I guarantee they've already started. Like, I guarantee they already have plans laid out. Like, there's no way they haven't. So, like, how would we make Toy Story live action if most of the characters are literal toys? And like, what, you just would, you go you go that uh that that uh Lego movie route, you know, you just you make them really like feel like toys still, but kind of like 
at the same time kind of make it feel very stop motiony. I feel like they might do that. Toy Soldiers, like that movie? Mm, maybe I haven't seen Toy Soldiers, but oh. I, I do. I do remember a little bit of it. Um, yeah, I'm just curious because, like, you see how they're like knocking it out with like these ones. So I'm assuming they're eventually going to go to the like the actual um, uh, t- Pixar ones. But uh, then again, like they they're still like cranking out the Pixar ones. So I think they're going to go all the yeah, way. Yeah, that, that's true. They're still cranking out the sequels for a lot of the Pixar ones too. So. I don't know if I'd hold my breath for it. Right, but I don't think I'll like be as excited because that's the Pixar. Unless it's like the Toy Story ones, I don't think I'll really be excited for the rest of them because I don't watch every Pixar movie. Um, but the ones that I have watched, they always make me cry and everything. Do you think we ever get a Finding Nemo live action? <laughs> uh, yeah, or... I could. I could see a Finding Nemo live action. I could totally see that. Like, you know yeah. what it is is like they'll kind of go the Cinderella route, you know, where it's like there, it is a beloved, you know, uh, character and franchise or whatever, but it's like, it's not exactly like, you know, like people would get super mad if they redid it, you know, like it's not for the Peter Pan like that. I'm surprised they haven't greenlit that yet. But then again, I think they did like, there've been a lot of Pan movies that came out or Peter Pan movies that weren't good. So I think they're like holding off for a little bit longer until like, because I think Tom Holland would be the perfect Peter oh, Pan. Imagine he, that, man. Oh, man, that's such a great like, choice. If I was a director, he'd be my first choice. He knows how to sing. He knows how to dance. And he's like, <laughs> I can see him in that suit and, like, actually pulling it off. Like, here we go. He, and he is, such a, he, is such a, he is such a child at heart boy, too. Like, I, you're so right on that. Like, I'd love I, to see that. Yeah, yeah, like I feel like he's the one that makes it work, unless like you get like an because like they you're you're gonna sell the movie on P- whoever's playing Peter Pan. So I would love to see him play Peter Pan. Like I don't know, I just love that idea. Um, but yeah, so I'm surprised yeah. Warner Brothers haven't done it with some of their movies. Like I'm surprised we haven't gotten a live action Iron Giant yet. That'd be a great movie to put in theaters right now. But and the Incredibles. You know, the, the thing is, like, you know how you're like, I'm surprised that they yeah. haven't i guarantee that they're thinking about it like it's, like, <laughs> it's almost guaranteed man but yeah I, I am surprised to see that Warner brothers hasn't done anything yet because they do have a lot of a lot of classics um, yeah. Um, yeah that's, uh, do you have any like uh clo- is closing sta- statements or anything like that about um the law land riders joining uh this um, movie? Songs? no i think i've said everything I, uh you know, I'm. This is probably this is probably what's pushed me over the edge for actually wanting to go see this movie. So yeah. Oh, and um, believe it or not, apparently Dave Dev Patel and Riz Ahmed were originally they were like looking at them for that role, and Gabriel Iglesias and uh, it was between <laughs> Gabriel Smith for Genius. It's actually I, a really. I can't imagine Gabriel Iglesias, but I would have loved to have seen that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's cool that they like really went for like everybody that probably could have been in this movie maybe yeah. uh, you know play the parrot in that movie um what's his face he's um he's in silicon valley and he did the big sick last year camille nanjiani he should be the parrot um the the parrot that's played by gilbert godfrey i feel like um mm. be great in that role but uh no, yeah i gotta look him up yeah he's not he's not the one from the verizon commercials right um, 
I'm not sure. No, no, no. Um, that's um Thomas Middleditch. He's uh he's in Silicon Valley too, though. I love that. Like, guy. I like that guy. Yeah, he's that guy's a good actor. I love him. He, I think he's um. They're like I. I would like him to be some one of the Green Lantern characters. Like there's like an oh, imagine. Oh. Um, they they like someone fan casted him to be like one of the voice um the voices of one of the the two like aliens that usually are around Hal Jordan the bird oh. and that ugly creature. You know yeah, what I mean? The what's his name? Like Bullrog or something. Yeah. Um. So like they they like fan casted him and then like another person, which I thought was a pretty good uh, idea. But, like, anyways, uh, La La Land was a good movie. They had nice songs in there. Do you think they're gonna cut out any original uh, songs? I, I forgot to ask that. Yeah. Would, um. Yeah. Do you, if they're gonna cut out some of the original songs, I think they're gonna. Um, they might go like jungle, jungle. No, not Jungle Book. They might go like re-modernize it, kind of like add in some new lyrics, but kind of have the same uh, chorus, yeah. you know. But yeah, I I, I could see them like just reintegrating them, like remaking them. John Favreau's or in Disney are cutting out the "Be Prepared" song from the Lion King. That I love that song, especially like me listening back to it, and I'm like, man, this is such a good song. It's such like which a one's good- the "Be Prepared" one? Uh, with Scar when he's like, be prepared. Oh, like, dude, that sucks. That's like, yeah. his villain, isn't that his villain song? Yeah. That- <laughs> so they're cutting, they, cut, they said that that's like one of the, the songs that are going to be cut out, but they're still keeping like Hakuna Matata and Just Can't Wait to Be King and Circle of Life. And I think those are the only three else they're keeping, but which are mostly the main songs you need to keep in a Lion King movie. Um, for I think they're going to keep the one where Genie sings like, you got a friend like me. Yeah. Like, I I, here's here's the top three i really hope like they don't uh get rid of these are like the only three like it's the prince ali that's like my number one i want i really want to see that again uh the <laughs> song and then yeah. of course the uh i can show you the world or that yeah one. yeah keep yeah obviously so yeah we'll see we'll see what they do and um hopefully all is well with that and they kill it because they're oh, oscar dude, i know i'm so happy like i love the lalalong the lalalong yeah. the lala land uh like soundtrack like i'm looking right. forward so much man and um so yeah i guess like any closing statements or was that the closing statements for that uh, this my, that is my closing statement okay well uh we have come to the time now where it is the recommendations of the round table where mm-hmm. we are going to uh, anything outside of movies and um, let's talk about anything in TV or video games, books that um, we've seen recently that we want to like put a little spotlight on and um, an eye out on and things like that. So, uh, when do you go for you have, this one? Well, with this one today, I'm going to shout out a uh, another podcast channel that I've been listening to. This, the, I mean, they only have two episodes, but I don't know how often they do it, but the podcast is called Con, Con Bright. Right, there you go. And um it's this this uh lovely couple. They have their own podcast and um they love our podcast um so much. And so I wanted to give their podcast a little bit of love because it feels like mm-hmm. um their podcast is super funny and she is hilarious and so is like her husband and they're both they both just make me laugh like like smile because of like they're so natural and they're not sometimes they just go on tangents about their lives, which is what I like. Um so <laughs> Uh-huh. She's like, she kind of sounds like Cardi B in a way. She, you know, she talks like this, and um, 
and but she has like a very lovely voice but she was the one that sent me a voice message saying how much she loved the show and um and i and i told her that um hopefully soon we uh i'd want to work with her on something which is really cool and they're really nice so shout out to that podcast yeah awesome i imagine she's very real on her podcast like i feel like she's like she's like (laughs) very herself you know she's not playing a role i feel like just based on what you've told me yeah and they're both like super like they they're so like the yin to your yang like they're super like really good at that (laughs) and that's like the best dynamic is when they're kind of like opposite each other because that kind of just bounces off like that's how i feel with uh we have a friend called alejandro and like that's how i feel that's how i feel with him like just we just bounce each other we just bounce off each other so well because we're so different and yeah that's that's a really fun dynamic and Alejandro makes me smile all the time. He's funny as hell. The kid's just <laughs> he's funny, man. Anyway, so yeah. Um, but yeah, other awesome. than that, yeah, I've been watching The Flash lately again. Um, I still like it. Uh, early season four. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I I know it doesn't sound like I'm selling it really well, but it's because I only saw like the first two episodes, and I wanted to research it for um, a, a screenplay that I'm going to start writing. Um, and also watch Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon is such an entertaining movie. And um, it's so weird in the right way. And like now I understand why people say like, this is a great sci-fi film, like mm-hmm. classic. It's, it's um, iconic, yeah. Black Fighter, which is also like in talks to have a reboot. That is a great movie as well. And it's so 80s. It's so like... It's like if if Back to the Future and movies like that didn't come out, this was probably going to be like it's kind of like B list in a way, but um, it should have been A list. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't know yeah. how many people. Have, um, no. It has that like the Explorers. Like the Explorers yeah. is in this like quintessential um, kids movie that you bring up at the top of your head, like Stand by Me, Goonies, and all those. But it should be like it's like B list, like in the same range as that kind of. Where like mm-hmm. if this movie didn't come out, I think that like if Tron didn't come out, then this movie would have been like that revolutionary one because it has like kind of bad cgi and everything but it's still really good it's like the definition of a cult classic isn't it yeah yeah it's but uh like i said flash gordon please watch this movie and if they do a reboot you get taika watiti to direct this movie and then you they get did. chris hemsworth chris hemsworth think... right that's what i was gonna say right now <laughs> i really um, want to see chris hemsworth as flash gordon i feel like he could totally like popularize that character and I remember you telling me, like, Taika Waititi should be the one to direct it because of Thor Ragnarok. And he yeah. said that that was one of his, like, references to the, to make the movie and stuff because um, he brought that, um, like, clips of that movie to how, – that's how he pitched Thor Ragnarok to Marvel Studios. Mm-hmm. And he said that he had, like, splicings of Flash Gordon in there, and it was a lot of footage from it. And so, like – and you can tell with, like, the way he slid down, like, the building and shit mm-hmm. and – um because I don't know why, but Flash Gordon did that a lot in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had like, this like weird techno, like shit like that. And Queens was the mute, the people that did yeah. the mute. Oh, man. Rock, like rocks. And... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that best, song. Man. Like if I, I, I want to put that one of those songs and like, like if I saw, um, I remember me and Ava were talking about um, Stranger, or not Stranger Things, like uh, directors that we like a lot a couple days ago. And, um, Every every time I listen to that song, like I feel like the Flash song could have been perfectly like, like if you take out the one that they put in the beginning of Scott Pilgrim versus the World, I would have wanted this song to be like that <laughs> song could be the one that they played as like a cover as, as 
because I don't know that song just amps me up it's so weird and I remember when I first heard it um I heard on somebody else's YouTube video and they came out to it on a movie trivia slowdown and I'm over here like wow this is an interesting song and I tried looking for it and I didn't know what it was called all, all I heard was like flash and that's it but mm-hmm. it would never pop up with like it being related to Queens so um but I loved like the ah thing because it's so yeah. like the top and a little bit dramatic so i like it yeah <laughs> they just, <laughs> I think just like, man i love queen man and they really knocked it out of the park right and like i i think i saw an interview where brian may was talking about that but yeah you should you guys should go check that out um it's like basically if you've seen any weird looking sci-fi movies with bright colors and a little bit of like uh, cheesy moments um then the- Flash Gordon is the perfect film for you, and it it's, it's basically like the, it's like the source point, right? It's like that's where yeah. everything spawns. Yeah, it's like every everyone that you've seen has bright colors, a lot of weird concepts. It came from people say that they ripped it from there and Buck Rogers. People always say that they're they're like basically the two people that have been like. I mean, Buck. I think that movie was supposed to be a trilogy too. Apparently, from what um the actor said that played Flash Gordon, he said it was supposed to be a trilogy, but I don't it would have been cool to see him and Buck Rogers meet up in a movie because they're both kind of like the same serialized heroes with no powers, but they go on crazy ass adventures. So I would, that would have been pretty cool to see. But in my opinion, if I would have, if I were to like have done Shazam, um, I would want like the Flash Gordon character to be like, like I would want the kid to like be similar to like a Flash Gordon where he has no powers, but he could turn into like an adult still, but he would look kind of like Flash Gordon. That'd be like my dream to like make Mm. a movie like that. But um, and like have the same type of like impact where like he says something aloud and then like he turns into like a bigger hero. Um, but I don't know. That's something that, that uh, I want to recommend to everybody because it took me so long to see that movie. And now that I've seen him, like the movie changed my life, basically, along with like The Last Starfighter and watching them like back to back. It's like you, it feels so like like you would think they take place in the same. Still there. Can't hear you. Can't hear Uh, yeah i uh did the same thing i did on accident again (laughs) don't worry don't worry it's gonna be really fast (laughs) all right rex and roundtable able it's your time to shine yeah (laughs) go ahead buddy (laughs) uh like i said earlier sorry give me a sec yeah like i said earlier uh yeah uh super grateful for you guys and uh I love you. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. No, like I literally just. Oh, I, I guess it did say it did save the recording. Okay, thank you. Yeah, but I didn't. I thought I deleted it because I did the the scroll thing. All right, yeah, you guys have a nice night. We're signing. This signing is the roundtable. All right, love Bye. you guys. And Abel and go. Bye. Bye.